head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content and now here's the podcast graham mcdonald is an idiot sean sheehan of severemma.com he even has the audacity to call himself the quote-unquote pod god this is Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. Severe MMA. The Severe MMA podcast is finally here. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's episode 272 of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan, aka the Pod God, aka Big Sexy, as Khalil Nur once called me famously, uh, aka Shawnee Judging, Shawnee Prick, Shawnee Dickhead, whatever you want to call me. Joined today by the Chuck Bass of Irish MMA media, Graham McDonald, as we talk about a fucking an interesting enough night last night in the world of MMA and judging and refereeing and prospects and lots lots of things were packed into this one on the space of it looked like a pretty uneventful card on paper for a lot of people maybe outside of ireland and liverpool and australia but uh it was pretty pretty eventful and pretty big as well so graham how are you how's the dog how are you all getting on all good the dog's barking because uh every noise he hears he, he goes crazy <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to stop him once he, he just needs to let it out <laughs> yeah, i know a few lads like that but uh yeah how, how does that work around dublin city is he not just barking like all the time non-stop no now like we're, we're kind of uh, the road around the moment is kind of quiet but if he hears any kind of wind blowing anything or any kind of noise he he uh he barks that must be extremely he gets very excited uh, when he sees people as well. Oh. Is that... He'll jump up and down and be be really tired afterwards. Is that Vinny or is that your a different? Dog? That's Vinny. That's yeah, Vinny. That's I, Vinny. I, I met Vinny. Yeah, nice, nice guy, nice forty year old. Sure, you yourself for yourself. He's he's very he's very friendly. Yeah, he's very nice, and I wouldn't be the biggest fan of dogs in the world, but yeah, I liked him. He's a nice old lad. In fairness, fair, fair play to Vinny. God bless him. He's a good boy. He is. He's a good boy. In fairness, to him. Um. Right, let's get into it. Let's talk about last night's card, I suppose. Actually, I was looking through like to some MMA junkie there and stuff. There wasn't much news during the week. You know, there's a couple of fights coming up. Jack Hermanson was talking, and uh, we get to Sergio Pettis in that Bellator card in a minute, but he was kind of John at James Gallagher. That's something that could happen. But, you know, it was a quite enough week apart from the fights, and um, we'll, we'll talk about the fights last night, I suppose, first. This uh, Robert Whitaker, Darren Till fight, not, not to get straight into the whole uh, judging talk or anything, but... Uh, how did you how did you score the fight first of all before we get into the fight itself? Well, like you know, it, it was like I'd probably have to watch it again, but it was definitely some really close rounds. I think the all the rounds were close, but the third, the fourth, and the fifth were very very close. But I I had it for Whitaker. Um, I thought the first round was Till. Um, uh, the second round was clearly Whitaker. Then it got really close, but I thought Till won the fourth, and Whitaker won the third and the fifth. But it was razor close. Like if it had went to Till, no problem at all there. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just gave it to Till, but it was one of those fights. Like, like the first and second, I was looking at the judges' scorecards. They all gave it, you know, the uh, the same way. Till in the first and Whitaker in the second, if I'm not mistaken. And as you said, three, four, and five, very, very close. Um, I gave Whitaker the third. I just that was the, the one of those rounds. I, I tweeted during the week. It could be a fight which, unlike the 
on the outside maybe or from a, maybe a, a fan watching most fan, not even casual fans most even hardcore fans watching in it's going to be a fight that it just looks like maybe two lads uh, eyeing each other up and not maybe doing much but you, you know you might have to do the, the Luke Thomas watch it 484 times to get a full look at how the fight goes you know to figure it out correctly and Robert Whitaker kind of said friend. yeah and Robert Whitaker kind of said that afterwards as well and that third round was just that like there wasn't much big landed um, there was a lot of fainting a lot of moving around each other and you know it i just gave it to robert whitaker but if you're given that to till I, I wouldn't i wouldn't go against him but i think most people gave it to robert whitaker in the fourth i gave it to till i thought he landed the bigger shots he landed a couple of straights right down the middle uh with his with his left hand obviously and uh another close round again the fi- like the fifth i think is a very interesting round when we talk about judging because i think whitaker was winning the whole of the fifth round but but relatively close and then till lands that big elbow you know he lands that big immediately impactful elbow cut him open and hurt him how big do you think that was it looked just cosmetic to to me it didn't look like much obviously it was it was enough to cut him open but they're not necessarily the most impactful ones in in terms of force i don't know but like that's that's damage like it's written in the rules the 3d's damage is there like that did that not have an immediate impact was was doing to the leg with the leg kicks as well like can't be discounted and he he did that in in all the rounds yeah but they say the most immediately impactful shots are way heavier than the the ones who you know go all through the rounds if you land you know 50 leg kicks throughout the fight it does good for you because you probably have a better chance late in the fight but it's the immediately impactful shots that scores more that's what's written in the criteria like and not, not what you're saying is right. I'm kind of arguing my own point here for the sake of me being right. But what you're saying is right as well. Like it was, it was more cosmetic than actually like hurting him. Um, I'm looking here. One judge uh, gave it to Darren Till, and that was uh, Anders Olsen. The other two judges, Clemens Swerner and uh, Ben Cartledge, gave it to Robert Whitaker. So it was one of those rounds. It was very close. Uh, ben Cartledge gave the fourth to Whitaker, like I had, and he gave the third. Or four, sorry, four to Till and gave the third to Whitaker and the second, obviously, in first, they all gave the same. Then uh, Anders Olsen gave both the third and the fourth to Robert Whitaker, and Clemens Werner gave the fourth to uh, Till, the third to Whitaker, and the uh, fifth to Whitaker as well. So it was like that, that really tells yeah, I think the story. Like, you know, uh, three, four, and five were that close, and yeah. like none of those cards are bad. Like they're all good cards. That's how close it was. Like, and you know, uh, if they want to make a rematch, like uh, it may not may not have been the most exciting fight. But as Whitaker like said after, it was really technical. But he mm-hmm. said, I think he said it was the most technical fight he's been in. So, uh, you know, who can make better adjustments? I'd be interested. To, I'd be interested to see. Like Till's takedown defense looks to be looks to be improving. Um, it, in that fight like obviously Whitaker wasn't going all out for the takedowns but he defended when he had to and uh, he, he was heavy and throwing big shots and that that elbow that kind of took the commentators by surprise in the mm-hmm. first round uh, took me by surprise as well I wasn't sure what, what had happened imagine just the way he fell then I was like okay he has been tagged here when he was going down I was like did he, did he trip here or fall or yeah. was it some weird happen here but it was a beautifully timed elbow other than that, that that I think that's a very interesting round. Like, and I, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna go against the judges in a second. But for, for the judges, all three judges gave that round to Darren Till. Now that was a very close round, apart from that one big elbow that no one saw. Like I didn't see it, you didn't see it, the commenters saw it, no one saw it until it was replayed afterwards. And uh, like, yeah, but just the way he fell though, kind of gave gave it away. Like I know you can't take everything yeah. from that. Some guys fall awkwardly or whatever, but just the kind of the momentary hesitation is is familiar to when people are hurt mm-hmm. very true I did, like I think 
I, I agree with that. The, the one thing I think, and it's not with judging really, it's like we're picking who wins a fight. Like, how do you pick who wins a fight? For me, this fight was like a complete 50 50 fight the whole way, you know. The, uh, obviously, Till at the first round, Whitaker at the second round, and you know, the, the other three rounds are unbe- like unbelievably even. Like, I think the problem is we look we look at MMA judging uh, for, from the outside maybe and go, right, uh, this is not the winner I thought so it must be wrong or this is the winner I thought it must be right and then next week it'll be wrong again I think the problem is right when two lads go in there and they fight and they're so evenly matched that there's no there's never going to be an uncontroversial way of separating them you know never if <laughs> no matter what happened last night if that was 48 47 the other way the darn tail it would have been the exact same reaction so that's no matter what decision you give there's always going to be that reaction and that's not nothing got to do with the system if you had any system let's say you pick your absolute perfect system and two people agree in it those two people are not going to agree on the result of that system you know yeah well like we were kind of talking about it last week it's the opinions of how impactful and how immediately effective and how all these things his opinion of like you know did did all the judges see that knockdown for example or did they see the what what I thought I saw in Whitaker that he was stunned for a second when he hit the floor. Yeah. Did they see that? Maybe they didn't. Like, you know, and then they like can you be forgiven for that? Yeah, even with camera angles and the we ha- or the the TV camera angles that we have, I missed it in real time. So, yeah, it's it's you know it's an opinion. Like it, maybe it's a sometimes it could be a wrong opinion. You could think oh Whitaker slipped, uh, or fell over there or something. He didn't get hit with a big shot there, but he did. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's even even more than that. Like just the, how impactful are the leg kicks? How impactful was the the elbow that opened the the cut at the end of the fight? You know, mm-hmm. that's all opinion. Yeah, and, and but it's opinion based on years and years and years of judging and seeing fights like that and watching fights on TV. Yeah, and, you I mean, know, and these these three judges though opinion. didn't fully fully agree. Yeah, absolutely educated opinion. But even three judges that like any three judges, you pick your favorite three judges, and like mm-hmm. if they if they were that differently, that, that that's normal because it's such a close three, four or third, fourth, and fifth round, and yeah. the like these are razor close. So you gotta in the moment make a decision on how impactful you thought that was and was another thing more impactful and all those factors are playing in in real time yeah talking to judges i think the one thing that maybe people should look at in fights like this where like i'm i wasn't sure who to give a lot of these rounds and i'm sure most people listening to this were, were the same you have to think like are you okay with the judge scoring this round that way you know is is this a terribly scored round and would even those rounds that are scored differently, I, I don't think anyone, you know, logically who looks at it without like betting on Darren Till or, or Robert Whitaker or whoever it might be would say that that's uh, there's any illogically scored round there. Like I, I just don't think there's, and that's that's the issue. You know, it's human nature with fights like this as well. Or you know, even with all sports, is this a foul? Is did Bruno Fernandez deserve the penalty? Did he not? You know, that's it's. Uh, <laughs> It's a ma- it's something you're never going to get perfect. And if we keep looking for perfection in things like this, we're never going to get it. We just have to make it better and better and better. And for me, it has been getting better and better and better. But anyway, uh, that's enough on the judging. As a fight, like, before we move on to maybe the other fights, as a fight itself, it was... <laughs> I kind of I kind of half called it last week that it would be a one-round swing that kind of turns around. And maybe it was a bit of a three-round swing that turned around here with three close rounds. But, like, I thought... <sighs> Robert Whitaker, as he said in the interview afterwards, 
what makes a great champion, what makes a great fighter is their ability to adjust in the middle of the fight, in the middle of the madness. And he got hit with that elbow and he said to himself afterwards he had to adjust, he had to fight a more technical fight with his leg kicks and moving around. And for the first two rounds, I tweeted it out, it was, it was on the broadcast, it was a... It was a fight where, like, big impact won the fight. You know, it wasn't a fight where it was kind of a, a back and forth, and whoever won the back and forth kind of won the round, you know, a very close round. Like, we'll talk about maybe uh, maybe f- fights later on in the car. But this was the one where it was back and forth, back and forth, and then there was, boom, big elbow. And it was a big shot from Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker dropped till, if I'm not mistaken, at the start of the second round. It was one of them rounds for the first two rounds. So that... Funnily enough, right, I, I know people are kind of, uh, or maybe I get frustrated a little bit with uh, people not reading judging criteria, but that was very much a round that a lot of people easily scored because they maybe have a little bit of a better understanding of the judging criteria because they were the two most immediately impactful shots won the rounds from, so uh, that was kind of good, but the, the next three were... You know, that back and forth, you know, as you said, Robert Whitaker was landing those leg kicks, Till was trying to come inside and land his left, but Whitaker was like, you know, knee off in the matrix a lot of the time, moving back from those big head kicks and that big left hand coming through, just, I thought, fought very well defensively. You know, a few got through, especially, you know, the elbow late from Darren Till, and I think a few got through in the uh, in the fourth round as well, but it was one of those fights like that. I, I gave it to Till, but I'm not strong in that. I could watch it back and I could think differently, and I could watch it back and think, you know, it's... I haven't watched it back yet because I was fucking sick this morning. I couldn't do it. But it's one of those fights that I feel like you'll watch it back and you'll think, I'm not fucking sure again. <laughs> you know, it was just so close. But as kind of a, a technical fight, what, what did you think of it? I know I know, it wasn't the most maybe exciting fight in the world as some geniuses might have predicted on Twitter during the week. But it was a, it was a good, fun fight for maybe people like us to, to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was like, you know, them razor close rounds where anything can happen and each guy dropped each uh, the other guy in the first and second round, as you mentioned. There was always, it was always kind of on a knife that if somebody did make a mistake or somebody, you know, there was a couple of times where he, Tail rushed in and you thought, oh, he could get caught there, but he also could land one of his big heavy shots. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was one you couldn't really take your eyes off and I, I was entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good fight. Uh, what would you score? Watch of, it again, no problem. What would you score? Out of, watch it like the the same fight again, or watch a rematch. Yeah, rematch. Yeah, yeah, the rematch. Yeah, I like. I think it could make a bit of sense. I don't think if Till had won, I think uh, uh, Adesanya is kind of on the record, and he came up on the broadcast last night saying he even wants to fight Darren Till. Uh, so I think that would make sense. But I don't think the Whitaker Adesanya fight's going to happen again uh, soon. Anyway, man, if he keeps winning like this, it probably will. But uh, I think it makes a bit of sense. You know, Jack Hermanson's around again. Hermanson versus Whitaker would be a good fight, or Hermanson versus Till even. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it again. What would you? Uh, what would you score out of ten? I wish I had some kind of reference of my other scores. <laughs> I can yeah. never remember, but uh, I don't know. Low six is like six point three. Yeah, I'm giving it a. I, I'm saying it now. I'm, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna give it a six point three as well. I was gonna give it a six point one, but no, I've I've given it a six point three now. It's like. <laughs> I've probably I'd probably look at this score and in a while and like mm, that's a bit too high but no it was a good fight it was a good it was a good fight but not a it, w- it was not a great fight but it was a very technically fun fight for me to watch so I I'd give it a bit of a higher score maybe than I normally would but anyway um Shogun Hua versus Antonio Hogerio Nogueira I, the, the the difficult thing about this fight is right. I, I feel really bad like saying anything bad about legends at a sport like this but this, you know this was actually better than I thought it would be to be honest but it was still like just 
slow motion fight and even compared to the, the heavyweight fight before it or you know looking at the, the the madness of the Alex Oliveira Peter Sabata fight and I know they're obviously uh, down in weights and things like that but even the Aspinall fight earlier on like the athleticism of it and things it was very it was a very slow kind of mundane pace but with, with some exciting moments and with some good quality from the older guys in it but it was I, 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 we know we always joke about hashtag MMA retirements, but it's why are people may not retired? Like I, I just, I know a little nog retired last night at the age of like seventy eight, but it's this just made me a little bit sad. It wasn't bad. It was, it was you know, surprisingly not bad, but still, I just got a bit sad. What did you? I, I know you, you were a fan of both of these guys back in the day. Yeah, but, uh, yeah like uh, I thought it could have looked worse than it did. Like it obviously wasn't any kind of real technical stand or technical fight anyway, anyway round, but there was like, you know, some fun moments. Both guys stood toe to toe and, and swung and kind of left it all out there. And, uh, but yeah, like I saw some people talking about it as a great fight. But it, was, it, was a, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it, but uh, it was uh, definitely wasn't a uh, you know, it wasn't one you remember for a long time. Yeah, like Linnog as well. He is, you know, he had some good wins later on in his career. But she's the Richard Evans fight. Look at it here. That was 2013. <laughs> Fucking seven years ago. What? That's that's a bit crazy. But like, he beat Sam Alvey a couple of years ago. He beat Tito Ortiz later on in his career. You know, looking back through his career, then beat the likes of Alistair Overeem a couple of times. Beat Dan Henderson, beat Sakuraba, beat Guy Metzger, you know. So a lot of, lot of very good wins. Obviously, maybe a little bit in the shadow of his brother for a while. Although you know he was, he was very much, uh, you know, a great fighter of his own right as well. It's not a, I'm not going full. Uh, Sean, what was it Sean Wheelock who said it about Diego Lima? Yeah, being, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going full him now. But uh, how did you score? The, like, did you did you agree with the decision? I don't. I was only half watching, to be honest. I won't like you. I, uh, yeah. No, what did you I think? Thought, I don't know. I thought like uh, I, I'd have to watch it again closer, but I thought Nogara did enough to win the first two rounds, and I definitely thought Shogun won the third. But uh, I was slightly surprised with the decision. Yeah, was it the first round Nogara kind of knocked him down hard? But uh, was, yeah, I, yeah. The second round Shogun was kind of losing it, but didn't Shogun like land that big right hand over the top? And Nogara, he did well to stand up from that one. I think you know it was one of those ones that kind of stunned him and he was like oh am i gonna go and then he came back he kind of he won i don't know he won portions of the rest of the round i wasn't watching it fully to be honest i was kind of like oh i just wish this wasn't happening but uh yeah i i don't know fucking judges having a clue what they're doing boxing judges actually apparently right none of the um none of the judges judging on fight island have ever uh judged boxing to any sort of level you know maybe they've judged like cage boxing in a fucking local show or something like that but never judged like wec ibo any of those boxing so like people talking about boxing judges judging mma not the case here so uh maybe a little bit in america but not with these uh not with these judges so fair play to them. um we'll skip down so to uh to talk about the reese mckee uh has matched my fight and we'll talk about the, the rest of the fights before that you know, it went, I suppose, as a lot of people expected. Shimaev went straight across the cage, took Reese down. I thought Reese fought very well at the very start. He kept Shimaev off him for a long time on the ground. He was pushing up, almost got back to the feet. But Shimaev is just, he's like fucking shit on a blanket. Like, you just can't get him off you. And he's, he's, you know, you can talk about if he's like Habib or not. But, like, I feel like there's a level of athleticism with him and a level of, kind of anger he reminds me of remember when rory mcdonald fought bj pin and he was just destroying him like he's he's one of those guys where he's just 
he loves hurting people and you can see his confidence you know like in early days Habib you can just see it oozing out of him and it just feels like he's just on his way to be a champion like he just and I know I know Colby is there and Usman is there in that division as well so it won't be easy because there's similar sort of fighters to him and probably better all-around fighters than him at the moment but what's he seven fights in his career before we get to Reese McGee Shimeyev is he's just fucking unbelievable isn't he yeah, he's gonna cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. Um, like you know, uh, Reese didn't land a single, didn't even attempt a single strike. He was just bull rushed basically and carried over to the corner and eventually taken down after some decent takedown defense. But once once it was down, it was just all out defense from Reese and Shimaev. Just he's relentless. He, he I mentioned there's a lot of similarities there with Habib and we don't know what his striking is like, but yeah, like, you know, if he was, people were kind of already talking about like uh, an Usman matchup, for example, we, you know, that's a, I wouldn't be putting him in too quick, but mm-hmm. with the, with a, with a few more fights, the right fights, we could really know where he's at. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a, if he's a future champion at all. No. That was like, you know, obviously it was uh Reese's debut on short notice at a higher weight class and all that. But uh, just what he did to to John Phillips and to Reese McKee in ten days, barely like what was it two strikes he absorbed in in yeah. both fights. Yeah, um, you know it's unbelievable. Obviously, the 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 top of that welterweight division is a different kettle of fish completely. I I agree, but I think he needs to be given the fast road. Do you know sometimes we we talk about the matchmaking with Reese McKee here and even Joy Herbert. We'll get to in, in a few minutes. I I think that's the sort of bad matchmaking. But even look, look at Habib, like if he like if he fought around the time he fought Habib, if he had been rushed into into the top of the division, maybe it would have been a different story for him. Yeah, you know? but I think you can pick someone at the top of the division to make him look good. Like I think someone like a Vicente Luque, someone like an RDA, like. I think he'd yeah, beat RDA. Yeah, if he beats RDA, then where do you go from there? You have to kind of put him straight in there. I d- yeah, but I think he—I <laughs> I fucking I'd nearly do it. Like I, I think he's—he is unbelievable. Like he's on. Maybe not. Maybe it's Vicente Luque din RDA, and then my in a year's time he might—he'll probably be even fucking more ready. Like this guy's um, this guy's sure, a this right in a year's time he'll be like thirty and now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. But uh, Henri McKee, like. I, it's hard not to be like biased Irish, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, green hammers ole ole in here. But like, he's better than this. Reese McKee, like, if you're, and I know we've a lot of listenership over in America and stuff. This is not what Reese McKee is. You'll see Reese McKee again. You'll see him knocking guys out in the UFC. He's like Reese McKee is a very very good fighter, and he can be a very you know he can be a top ranked fighter in the UFC if it goes you know. If it goes the right way, same with Shimai. If it goes the right way for him, you know, it could go all fucking balls up for anyone in the morning. Like, but you know what I mean? He has that that coolness and that um, in the cage and the comfortability and the the skills as well. He couldn't show it last night, obviously, against someone as fucking devastating as Shimmy. If we know we're talking about him fighting Usman seven fights into his career, that's how good this guy is. So don't judge Reese McKee off of this. Go back and watch some of his Cage Warriors fights. Um, you know, people are talking about him maybe getting into the yeah, OC. You know, Shimaev yeah. just ragdolled a middleweight there yeah. 10 days ago, and Reese McKee's fought a featherweight and mm-hmm. lightweight, and he has fought a welterweight because of kind of short notice, kind of similar to, to this for his pro debut, but it's, it's not his his weight class that he's been at for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not like, you know, uh, you know, he probably never come up against, has never come up against that strength before uh, in, in a fight like that she might have brought like, and uh, just never gave him a chance to get off. Like I thought this would, I thought this would be a, 
my prediction was it would probably be a decision for Shimaev. I, I wasn't sure about Shimaev because John Phillips' vulnerabilities on the ground and his inconsistency and not really knowing the other guys that Shimaev uh, fought. Obviously, you hear a lot of people talking him up, and, uh, like people in the know in the Swedish scene or whatever, and others on on prospects on prospect lists and all, but. You know, uh, I thought Reese McKee might, we might see what she might have striking is like Reese McKee might cause him a few problems before being taken down, maybe relentlessly, but not taken down and just run over like he was. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about Reese, like he, he's a very good fighter. Do you, do you think he'll cause a few problems in the UFC? I know, like this fight, we obviously couldn't see it, but having watched him from an amateur up and through cage wires and in Bama and all that. He's he's gonna be he's gonna win fights in the UFC, isn't he? Oh, definitely. There's 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 guys at lightweight that he can that he can beat definitely. Like uh, right now, like you could like like you look at okay, Joy Herbert ended up losing, but he caused a lot of problems for for Trinaldo. Uh, like Trinaldo, who's very experienced and kind of a bad style matchup for him as well. Uh, yesterday as well, last night as well. So, you know, uh, he has a knockout win over him. Uh, Reese McKee has a knockout win over him. Um, so like yeah, I, and. Like I don't know who they're going to match Reese up against next. Like, will they want him to stay welterweight? I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, they probably let him choose. So I'd say yeah. he'll probably choose one one fifty five after feeling that strength at one seventy. But yeah, um, I don't know. He like he's getting bigger all the time. I think like he struggled badly to get down to one fifty five as well, didn't he? Like I feel like he'll. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing about he when has you a get bit to more the... cash now, though. Yeah. He can probably hire a nutritionist and get some. You know. That, that's a big I, I, difference. I don't know. Maybe maybe he already has that. But, yeah. You know, I'm not sure what, what the situation is, but he'll be in a position to put a bit more into his camps and his his training than he was able to when he was from Bama and Cage Warriors, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Reese is a, you know he's travelled over for who was the picture with the other day? George St Pierre. I think he's gone over to uh, Tristar before, and you know obviously a very yeah, good gym. Yeah. There's you know? a video on Severe Andy Cowan made. Oh yeah, uh, exactly. of him over there training with Duffy and the others in in Montreal and yeah. Tristar. So where like he's good training at home with you know uh, with Norman Park and all and uh, to improve in that area and other guys as well in the gym but like I'm sure going over like Norman has gone over to Poland as well and trained and I'm sure going over there with a little bit more money and a little bit more safety maybe if you get another couple of fights in the UFC will just improve him even more so you know I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be writing well, you, off yet you, you spoke to him on the the morning and it was mentioned by Joe McCoggan on Twitter as well that Reese hadn't been to a UFC and yeah. Reese said uh, to PT that he hadn't. Um, even like worn UFC clothes when Norman brought them in, he tried these on. He's like, "No, I'm just... do you think that was? Do you think that's a mistake? Do you think I that's like... to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. kind of said that to him as well like, when I was on the bike, and he was like, ah, "That's very similar to K. George and stuff." But like that, the problem with this is right. Even if you had been to a UFC event before. Uh, or, or being backstage at one this is very different anyway so he had like a double whammy it's like in a fucking car park in Abu Dhabi in 100 degree heat in the middle of Fight Island and then he's never been to a UFC event or never put on UFC yeah. gloves before. I'm not saying like if he'd been to 10 UFC events and worn the gloves all his life that he would have won that fight or anything but I think like like you know uh, like I didn't think it was the best it didn't sound like a great idea to me yeah. when he was saying it yeah I'd agree with that and did like that's something as well this will, will bring him on I'm sure but uh, yeah look Shimaev unbelievable and uh, Reese McKee he's, he's a good fighter and people people will see that I'm sure uh, in the future uh, right let's move on Fabrizio Verdum versus Alexander Gustafsson this like Verdum looked to me I know would you agree or not he looked significantly better physically coming into this fight um, and went in there and submitted Gustafsson with an armbar an armbar at the midpoint of round one, an armbar. What year have we? Let me check. Let me check. Jiu-jitsu works. 2020, an, ar- an armbar in men's MMA in 2020. 
What? He's a really nice armbar as well. You know, usually when some guy, when, when a fighter has the back and he starts going for an armbar, you're thinking, oh, what are you, what are you thinking here? And like, because of how bad Verdum looked in his last fight, I thought Verdum was over the hill. I thought he was finished. Maybe he had some issues going into that injury wise or otherwise, but he looked a completely different fighter in this fight. He looked like he just ran through Gustafsson, basically, he just bulldozed him and took his back and armbarred him pretty like easily. Uh, obviously, Gustafsson kind of held on to his own arm for a while, but it it, it seems inevitable that uh, Verdum was going to. We've seen him do it so many times over the years. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was shocked to be honest. I, I thought that uh, Gustafsson was going to knock him out pretty handy here. Yeah, I did as well. I, even when Verdum came into the cage and he didn't look, you know, as uh, as robust as he did in his last fight, I was still thinking, Ah, Gustafsson will probably just like I thought Gustafsson would punch him in the face. Verdun would go down, you know, as he always does, acting like he got knocked out, and then try to submit him, but Gustafson wouldn't fall into it, and then he'd get up and probably actually knock him out then. But, I don't know. Gustafson is one of these lads, isn't he, that when he's not completely in it, he he's a shadow of himself like he's one of the best fighters in the world when he's at his very best but something like that the rumble fight even that jimmy manoa fight with and he i know he won it but it, it wasn't you know he's one of these lads maybe uh, maybe he's better off either retiring like he did before which never happens or going back down to, to 205 i i don't think a guy like gustafson who has maybe that I wouldn't call it frailty because he's uh, the least fucking frail person you could get in in that uh you know win fucking five rounds with John Jones um and almost beat him and almost beat DC. That's a fight I actually must watch back because I feel like Gustafson probably won that fight, but I'm always watching back again. But th- that's how good of a fight go- fighter Gustafson is. But he has to be on it, you know. He has to be at his very best and be really up for it. And he just didn't seem to be that here. And Verdum absolutely did and he's you know Verdum's a gamer as well when he's up for it he's uh he's brilliant he can always catch you on something he's so tricky on the ground and and strong and you know I, I know I joke about jujitsu not working and stuff like that but if you get on the fucking ground with Verdum jujitsu very much fucking works you know and Gustafson found that out last night so fair play to him Verdum out of contract now I believe as well so he'll be off to Bellator to fight Czech Congo or Ryan Bader or someone like that so um, or you could go to right. So, so, so you're claiming now that your jiu-jitsu doesn't work is a joke? No, no, it, <laughs> no. An, an arm bar, an arm bar in men's MMA in 2020. Yeah, Stafferson, you think? You, yeah, yeah You know, you can't really, you can't really argue with that. An arm bar, Graham. Don't be shocked, Sean. <laughs> an arm bar. Anyway, we'll get on with this because I have stuff to do. Carla Esparza versus Marina, Rodri- Marina Rodriguez. How would you score this, Graham, before I get into the rest of it? Yeah, I actually thought that I picked Carla to win by decision, but I thought I thought she lost by decision. I thought she threw away two rounds uh, at the end of the, the first two rounds. She threw them away. Uh, um, uh, yeah, well, obviously, it was not really much happened in the, in the whole fight, but I thought that was... Uh, first two were Marina and the third was Carla. I, I totally agree with that, yeah. These fucking judges having a fucking clue with <laughs> what they're doing. But no, like, yeah, it was one of these fights where, I, I to me, I scored the first two rounds for Rodriguez based on one shot in each round. And when it's that <laughs> when it's that close, you know, um, it's you, you can't really complain about it. I, I think, you know, I think it's one of these fights where maybe it looks a little bit different at home than sitting cage side as well. But however, like, Rod, uh, Esparza is one of these fighters, right? Where 
she's winning all the time until she lands or she uh, consumes one big shot it's consumes is the right word but I, you know what i mean like because she's throwing these big whaling shots and she's hitting the ground and she's like pulling uh, pulling the punches just as they're about to land and they're so like they're so she's no power in anything she does but she's very aggressive and she's great at controlling people and if she cannot get hit with a big uh, immediately impactful shot she's winning all of those rounds because she's landing her shots and she's you know she's landing the, the more uh, effective striking or the, and she's doing the more effective grappling if she's going for submissions and things but like that big elbow for me in the first round from uh, Rodriguez followed by the shots at the end were more than enough to win the round I think um and at the end as well of the second round, as far as I went for that foot lock, leg lock thing, which jiu-jitsu certainly doesn't work in MMA. And I thought Rodriguez, maybe I'm wrong here, maybe I need to look look back on it, but I thought Rodriguez nearly fucking knocked her out. Because she went like limp for a second, and then she hit her with another few hammer fists, and uh, won that round in the third round. It was the opposite, where it was just as far as doing the exact same as what she was doing but not landing those or not uh, consuming those big shots at the end and uh rodriguez did very little but yeah it was like if you missed that big elbow in the first round i can understand why you'd scored for Esparza um, and if you didn't maybe see her as I saw her maybe maybe I have it wrong but if you didn't see like her almost getting knocked out by that hammer fist in the ground or her getting badly hurt but her eye like swelled up and burst open and stuff as well so was that when she kind of landed the borderline kick yeah uh, yeah 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 that kick looked pretty I, 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 did they show a replay of that I, I don't did. think they did did they no yeah I thought that I was kind of waiting for them to show a replay I didn't know if I missed it or I didn't see it but uh I don't know how impactful that was or how legal it was, but uh, yeah, she did. Uh, maybe it was a mixture of being tired and being and absorbing them shots, but I think she did look a bit kind of out of it for a few seconds or kind of had to shake, shake it off after after that. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, nah, it was an all right fight, but like, I think women's MMA is very hard to score at times as well. It's very hard to score at times because, you know, even as far as throwing those big, like, you know, arm punches and stuff, are they hurting? Are they causing impact? Like maybe they are. Maybe like let's say fucking Verdum was throwing them on Gustafson. They're actually they're not causing much of an impact on Gustafson, are they? When they're not landing and doing things like that, uh, I don't know. I think I think I think it was a hard fight to score, but I think uh, Rodriguez won it. But anyway, um, Paul Craig came in here and beat Gaz Murad Antuglav by a triangle shot a triangle shot but the the yeah it was good the glasgow triangle uh, we both picked antigulov and we were fucking idiots we were both wrong well, yeah. what do we know <laughs> yeah yeah he went straight into that triangle he tried to kind of punch his way out but there was some big shots in there as well but craig was kind of holding on for dear life to that triangle and he knew that was his that's his go-to his, his jiu-jitsu uh so he he uh he, like you know he was going all out for that and uh i think the ref kind of missed the first half but uh yeah. I thought he tapped a few seconds before, but uh, maybe it was just kind of readjusting his hand or something. I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, yeah, I, was right. I wasn't sure. Yeah, Paul Craig. He. I love his tactic. Like his tactic is just get to his back and get an overhook and fucking hold onto it for dear life. Like because when he gets that overhook on the left hand side of Antigulov, um, he literally just like ties him in there so he can't go anywhere, right? So yeah, he'll take punches to the face, he'll take punches to the body, he doesn't give a shit as long as he holds that overhook and set up that triangle with the other side and get his, you know, get his leg over the uh, the shoulders to set up the triangle. And like, <sighs> jujitsu as a plan A, I always say it doesn't work, but at this level, when you're as 
as willing as Paul Craig is to get punched right in the fucking face to, to set up your triangle it does work and he does a, he does a great job and fair play to him you know Andrew McGann slating him on the podcast there five years ago and uh, now he's proven jujitsu works for Andrew McGann so fucking turned turned well around there um this uh Alex Oliveira Peter Sabatafel I'm actually looking here at the uh the performance tonight there was no fight at night bonuses uh the performance tonight went to Verdum Craig Shimaev Ronson Aspinall and Bowser so I actually kind of like that but to me this was fight at night I very much enjoyed this I thought Oliveira versus Sabata was a very good fight uh Oliveira won um was this the one where there was a couple of dick kicks uh possibly but uh, yeah, round two, dick yeah, kick and like eye poke. Yeah, front, front kick. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> Straight to the junk. Good fight, though. I enjoyed that. Then the Trinaldo Herbert fight. What a fight this was. This was a fantastic fight as well, to be honest. Um, and it's a pity the, the ending, which we'll get to in a second, kind of ruined it. But uh, one round one, Trinaldo got the takedown, but Herbert got back up and he was game as fuck. Like, Herbert was fighting in every area and he kind of proved in this fight, even though we'll get to the, the finish in a second, but he proved that he's no mug in any area. You know, he struck with Trinaldo, he wrestled with him, his jiu-jitsu looked good with him as well. Uh, and, uh, t- you know, we talked about the recent McKee matchmaking, we talked about the Jai Herbert matchmaking, and I think they're both bad matchmaking coming into this fight. There were too hard of matchups for your uh, UFC debut. Look at the Reese McKee one, obviously more understandable, I suppose, on short notice. But um, this was. I a, should mention uh, Trinaldo came in overweight as well, didn't he? Did, he? Yeah, and I'm sure that helped. But Herbert came back, won the second round, uh, won it well, I thought, and in the the KO with the big overhand in the in the third. And a horrible, 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 horrible refereeing. Refereeing, yeah. Just Trinaldo just looking at him, being like, really? Really, yeah. for a few, for about four or five seconds, he was like, "You sure I have to hit this guy again?" God, oh my. Like, if we didn't see it, so there was a big, basically knocked him out clean. Uh, Trinaldo knocked out Herbert, and then stopped. Fair play to him, like not a walk away KO, but like stood over him, like I'm not going to hit this guy again. He's out, and Herb Dean refused to stop the fight. Just refused and made Trinaldo punch a man who was clearly out and clearly not defending himself. He made him punch him in the face, what, three or four times again. Horrible. Like, Herb Dean, he used to be a good referee, but he hasn't been in years. He has not been. And, we, you know, we talk about refs. We, you know, Jason Herzog, very good ref. Mark Goddard, a very good ref. And, yeah, Keith Peterson, lots of guys. There's We're, we're not this podcast who comes on and just shits on refs when they make bad decisions. When they make good decisions, we talk about them too. Herb doesn't, he, you know, Herb makes his odd good decisions, but he's made so many bad decisions lately. I don't think it's safe for Herb Dean to be refereeing anymore. I have to say it. Uh, he's just not good anymore. This was disgusting. Like, this was, this is not one of these calls where, you know, he's almost out and you're thinking, and, and I'm the start of person, like, ah, let him, you know, this is a fight. Let him take one more shot. And maybe I shouldn't be like that. But this was fucking clear as day. He was looking straight at him. Like, Trinaldo refused to, to hit him until Herb made him hit him. Like, I thought it was awful. What did you think? Yeah, it was pretty awful. Uh, like, like, like you know, obviously Dan Hardy's, um, yeah. uh, like you know, uh, reaction was. I think you tweeted, was it? Dan Hardy is all of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, what is wrong with you, Herb Dean? Like, you're standing right there. It's not as if like you know you got caught on the other side of the the, the cage or whatever, mm. and it was like a quick knockdown and the guy was out and the guy quickly put in a couple of shots it was literally i don't know i didn't time it but it's a long time like a few seconds three four or five seconds is a long time to be standing over somebody with your with your fist cocked mm-hmm. like ready to punch him kind of looking at the ref being like really and herb's like looking right at it and herbert just kind of has his hand in the air and he's just kind of 
looking into the distance it's just it's just awful yeah it was yeah it was horrendous awful. and like fair play to Dan, Dan Hardy like you know obviously like some people might see that as unprofessional or not his place or whatever but like you know uh, it was awful and like like yeah, I can understand completely and have no problem when I'm doing that yeah I'm kind of torn on that one because he probably shouldn't have but like how could you yeah, not at the same like time? Like, yeah. like you, you go, you're going to, but he's like, it's, it comes from a good place, you know. Yeah. He, like he, he's not cursing him out. He's like, you need to, like, I don't know what exactly what he said, but it's he's he's trying to protect the fighters. Like yeah. he doesn't want he, he doesn't want to see somebody get hurt. So I, like, it's not as if it's a an ego thing or mm. or anything like that. Like it's coming from a good place, and obviously he was very emotional and hyped up about it like you could see even when he came back to interview the, yeah. <laughs> interview <laughs> like the immediately <laughs> immediately interviewing Ronaldo Paul Felder's like uh, Dan you have to do an interview here <laughs> it was fucking it was uh, it was fucking weird but uh, yeah mad mad stuff anyway right we'll run through the rest of it pretty quickly J- Jesse Ronson who I, I accidentally called uh, bought Jake Collier and American <laughs> on, on Twitter last night by accident uh, got a great win over uh, Nicholas Dalby um Got the knockdown, got the submission. What more can you say? Very, very good. Like Nicholas Dalby, Nicholas Dalby is a fighter who he's so nice that you kind of wish he was a little bit better. I fucking hate saying that because it sounds like the most dickheadish thing of all time to say. Like, I feel like Nicholas Dalby is one of these guys who gets the absolute most out of what you know he has physically and technically and everything like that. And he's a very good fighter, but I don't, I don't ever think he'll rise to that kind of next level. Like Jesse Ranson, I think is just. I think he was kind of won that fight on athleticism more than anything, and and power. I think he's a good athlete, good powerful fighter. But I don't like I don't know how far, how far he can go either. But yeah, it was look, it was a good knockdown and a good submission, and and take nothing away from uh, from either of them. Tom Asp, what do you think of Tom Aspin? Now, like, you know, obviously it's it's not exactly the the highest level competition, no, but then. like. Say again? No, yeah, it didn't. You're you're correct, but still very good. Oh yeah, like you can only be what's in front of you, and he, he did it in style. Like obviously, there's a, like you know, there's a lot of big hitters in that division, like two sixty five. Like you know, it's it's hard to string any kind of string any kind of win streak together, mm-hmm. uh, especially at the top. But you know, if this guy keeps going the way he's going and keeps improving, which there's no reason to think he won't, then you know he's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of guys. At this stage, it's it's hard to. To say how far he can go, but he's definitely one to keep an eye on if, if that performance is anything to, to judge by. Yeah, he's very quick for a heavyweight as well. That knee right up through the middle and the one, too. Beautiful. Like, he's, I, he's sticking in there with Tanner Bowser. You know, that, yeah. maybe that fight makes sense. A he's point, a bit yeah. of quick on his feet as well, but you know, he, he kind of fights for the long haul in the fight, as he kind of mentioned in his post fight interview. So, uh, yeah, like, I know, like, Joe Silva used to be, the former matchmaker used to be a fan of kind of guys on the same card. He'd kind of organize, nearly, like, arrange it so that they could kind of fight each other three or four months later. So maybe that could be the case here. Yeah, I like that fight. Uh, speaking of that fight, what did you think of the finish in that? Herb, Herb kind of fucked that up as well. You know, both were... <laughs> <laughs> Pessoa well, kind like, of he, just gave... Well, he got hit in the fucking face and he's like, all right, this fight's over. And Herb just refused to kind of look at him and acknowledge it. Yeah, I don't know if Herb thought, oh, is this an eye poke or, you know, yeah, is this guy trying to pretend it's an eye poke to try and get out of this or, you know what I mean? Some guys, sometimes guys get hit in the, 
the face with a knuckle and they they think it's an eye poke and it's not sometimes even you know uh so maybe that was going through her head and you probably would have like you know given him a pass uh, on that one but with, yeah. mixed in with the with the with the other uh, atrocity here yeah. uh you, maybe it shines a bit more of a spotlight on that as well Mm-hmm, 100%. Uh, Nathaniel Wood then looked very good, I thought. Looked just fighting long and smooth. And, you know, Castaneda, he's a, he looked a good fighter to me as well. I hadn't really seen him before this, but uh, he he looked like a good fighter and Wood just kind of beat him up. You know, we talked before about um, the John Dodson fight maybe being a step too far, similar to like the, the Reese McKee fight and the Jai Herbert fight last night. And the matchmaking for these Europeans seems to be way harder than than it used to be but uh came back and looked very very good here so nathaniel wood uh obviously a big prospect coming through as well um i didn't see the other fights evil lev kinzad um, anything good out of them yeah <laughs> betchko hey i think it was the end of the first round the clapper went for 10 seconds as you thought the fight was or the round was over oh, really? and tried to, like high five her opponent and got, <laughs> ate a big combo and confirmed that the round was lost <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that, that was strange. <laughs> Fuck's sake! I, I, Something I'm strange always that. seems to happen when she fights. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I was watching the Equalizer with Denzel Washington. What a great film! What a great film! <laughs> I saw it as I haven't actually seen the Equalizer. I don't think, but I thought it was a number two on Honestly, on Netflix. I don't. Yeah, it was the Equalizer one. I, I'm not sure actually, but I, I watched it. I think yeah, it was the Equalizer one. Good film, very good film. Watch it. Um, right, well, let's talk about a little bit about Bellator the results. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't much on it. Uh, Aaron Pico got a good win again. Rear naked choke in round one. Just went across the cage, landed maybe one strike, I think, and took Sola Hatley Junior. immediately down. Um, a little bit more aggressive on the ground this time. Took his back, got the choke in. Very good. You know your typical Aaron Pico fight when Aaron Pico doesn't get knocked out. You know, <laughs> but uh. He, he he's uh, this is always the same thing about Aaron Pico. He is one of the top prospects in the world, but can he keep doing it? You know, uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, when they turn the level up for him again. And you know, there's I think maybe twenty twenty one is maybe the time to do that. Twenty twenty two even. You know, take it slow with Aaron Pico. We've seen what going faster Aaron Pico has done before, so there's no need. He's young. Uh, build him up and fights like this are perfect. Give him three or four, or five more fights like this is absolutely perfect. Um. JJ Wilson versus Tywin Claxton after that very close fight it was a split decision. I gave it to Claxton, but I thought it was uh, thought it was very very close as well. Jason Jackson, my favorite mid level uh, Bellator fighter, beat Jordan Mean thirty twenty seven. Very good fight uh, from Jason Jackson as well, uh, and that was the co-main event. I, actually, um, Ben Askren tweeted out is like that's the co-main event. Jason, I like Jason Jackson, but Jason Jackson versus Jordan Mean Bellator have been gone for like five months. How the fuck did they not get a, a stacked card to come back to? Like, that to me, like why wasn't Bader fighting on this card? Why wasn't Czech Congo fighting? Why wasn't Mitrion on this card? I know a couple of them are fighting coming up soon, but like, why didn't they stack the shit out of this card? They're not, not even title fighting this card. Well, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah, you would think you'd want to make some kind of big comeback and kind of make a big deal out of it, but yeah, they didn't. They didn't really seem to. Uh, obviously, Sergio Pettis is one of their mm-hmm. one of the fighters. He's a former UFC guy, a former brother of a former champion. People know who he is. They're MMA fans, and people know who Ricky Mendez is. Obviously, from James Gallagher and other fights. So yeah, that th- that fight makes sense to put on this card. But you think it would be surrounded surrounded with other fights and maybe it wouldn't even be the main event uh, but yeah i don't know what the what the thinking was with with yeah, that very odd maybe they're i don't know maybe this was a little bit rushed and the first one back and maybe they'll do it from the next ones and i think there there are better fights coming up so uh but anyway the, the pettis bandera fight was a dominant fight which i think most people probably would have predicted 
Pettis just a couple of levels above Bandejas, to be honest. Ricky landed a couple of big shots, you know, like he tends to do. But, you know, I think most people watching that Franz Malamba fight kind of... I know he won it, but I think Ricky Bandejas, people realise he's not maybe as good as they thought before. You know, and not... You know, Franz is a very good fighter as well, but if you're getting beaten up by Franz Malamba really badly like that when Franz is kind of still on his way up someone like Sergio Pettis who has been in there with fucking Henry Cejudo and some of the best uh, fighters in the world and beaten a few of them as well is not going to be a good night when he's as good a striker as Pettis is as well not going to be a good night for you and it really wasn't 30-27 all round was was good scoring there I think Pettis just ate him up um Juan Arqueleta is fighting fucking who is he fighting someone for the title uh Patchy Mix and the winner that's going to fight uh, Sergio Pettis. So I'm sure the likes of James Galler will have their eye on that. I think Brian Moore versus Ricky Bendejas is the fight to make now. You know, Ricky's beaten James. He's beaten Franz. He's the, the new Joel McCulgan, you know, the SPG hunter. So uh, him versus Brian Moore is probably the, the logical next fight to make, I think. And uh, I think they should probably uh, probably do that if they're coming back. It, it, there seems to be lots of talk that uh, Bellator, I almost called him SPG there, but that uh, Bellator are coming back in in October. I don't know what the crack with that is, but uh, sure, we'll, we'll see, I suppose. And uh, hopefully a lot of the Irish fighters can get out, maybe. Uh, although, no, the Americans can stay where they are. We'll just have, like, Irish fighters fighting Irish fighters and we'll be grand. We don't want the fucking... As I like to call it, the Dublin virus coming around here, but uh, the the uh, the the virus coming over anymore. So stay stay there, Americans. Right, next week's card. Um, uh, well, Tatiana Suarez, you see her tweeting, calling me an idiot on uh, on Twitter after I called this card shite, which is I think a little bit unfair, Tatiana. Why would you say that? Uh, but uh, true at the same time. Derek Brunson, Edmund Shabazian, main event. Joanne Calderwood, Jim, um, Jennifer Moya. Vicente Luque against Randy Brown, Lando Venata, Bobby Green, Kevin Holland, Trevin Giles, Frankie Signs against Jonathan Martinez, Herman Merchart, Barge against Manus, never heard of him, Perez versus Spicely, Emmers against Valayev. Anything stand out to you there, Graham? Yeah, well, uh, Shabazian, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, interested to see uh, how he looks, and obviously I'm expecting him to win, but besides that... No. Vicente Luque, Randy Brown, I suppose, but not really. Nah, not, not, nothing really there. Yeah, it's... Sometimes these cards that, you know, yeah. can be very exciting, even though on the paper they might not have too much meaning uh, at the top of any divisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, uh, yeah, there's been a couple of them uh, that have been uh, that have been good recently, and especially on just before Fight Island, maybe. So, yeah, I wouldn't write it off. And that Land of Venata, Bobby Green fight, I think that'll be a good fight. That, that'll, that has kind of fun written all over it. Uh, as you said, Shabazian, one of the top prospects in the world. So, if he can be, you know, Brunson is that yardstick. If you beat Brunson, you know you're you're up there towards the top of that division. And jo- this is a tough fight for Joanne Calderwood as well, fighting Jennifer Maya. Like, she had the title fight, and she takes this fight on short notice to fight Jennifer Maya. I know, okay, Jennifer Maya lost to Caitlin Chukagan in her last fight, which lots of people have done, but she's beaten Alexis Davis, beaten Roxanne Mediferi a couple of times as well. So, you know, beating Jessica Andrade back in the day as well. She's no, you know, she's no walkover, so it's a tough fight for John Collarwood and a brave fight. Uh, maybe foolhardy, but yeah. um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Lando, like, uh, maybe it's me remembering wrong, but I think the kind of excite, exciting style is kind of going or gone nearly in, in recent fights like when he came in the first couple of fights he, he I, maybe I thought he was kind of more flamboyant or maybe he's just been coached out of him because, mm-hmm. of, because of losses but Sport killer I, wish Lando would go, I wish Lando would go back to his, his craziness that he he started in the UFC his, his first couple or three fights in the UFC yeah Bobby Green's always pretty crazy maybe he'll bring it out of him um, <laughs> yeah I think he might yeah I think, I think that'll be good so we'll see how it goes right 
uh that's it oh hold on we'll, we'll answer uh we'll answer a question or two before we go because uh we we haven't been answering enough questions my patreon app is not working but um yeah man united playing them graham do you hope to get top four just so all they stay as you do um i think he's gonna stay either way so i hope they don't and i hope okay. they lose that nike money or adidas money or whatever it is fair enough and uh i hope uh i hope but i hope edward edward uh, does enough to stay in his job because uh as long as he's there i think uh the the rot is going to continue yeah correct uh which promotion do you see verdun going to i said bellator earlier on but i kind of immediately thought maybe he'd go to to risen or one of them like and he's been you know he's done things over in russia and over in eastern europe before you know appearances and things i think them lads would kind of love to have him as well over there but i don't know how well those promotions are going at the moment there was talk of risen maybe not going great as well i don't know was it john nash talking about or someone maybe it wasn't him but um maybe bellator's on his his only option where, where do you think he'll uh he'll end up it's hard to know like, like i don't know if the ufc will be interested in offering him the same one he was on before probably not um yeah somewhere like risen though you know getting kicked in the the face head, yeah yeah For a really go with his game <laughs> no, it doesn't, knees doesn't, and kicked, <laughs> but yeah uh, it's hard to know with for doom um he's kind of he's not afraid of leaving the ufc so i wouldn't be surprised if, if that was the, the last time we see him in the ufc yeah uh christopher graham any thoughts on the mike tyson versus roy jones jr about in september <sighs> it's like an eight round exhibition and they're saying they're not trying to knock each other out or just uh, i don't know whatever yeah. i have uh i have absolutely no interest in it but i will watch it probably <laughs> you know I will. I, what does an exhibition mean really you know are they just like running around each other and having a bit like, of crap who wants to see mike tyson not try to knock people out like is that not why people like mike yeah, tyson because they want to see him knock people out only reason but like and like once once like you start landing and somebody lands a big shot or a decent shot like is the other one going to be like ah well we said we're not gonna we're not <laughs> we're not gonna hit each other hard. yeah like, like that that fly on. mayweather thing remember that with the what's his name over in over in asia what is she i can't remember his name that good kickboxer chap and your man hit him once and fly just beat the shit out of him then it's like oh yeah that quickly turned from an exhibition into fly beating the shit out of young lad like so yeah uh i don't know how well that's gonna work but uh right these things happen sometimes in uh combat sports (laughs) (laughs) these things happen in boxing uh true or false then that's so gsp returns to face habib true or false False. False, I'd say as well. Conor McGregor holds another UFC title. Well, Graham. Oof, true. Oh, I'm fucking shill. Fucking shill. I, I think that if they make like a 165-pound belt, they're having to fight Masvidal. True or false? False. There you go. Uh, DC retires after his next fight. False. False. Oh, false. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you even ask that? Uh, UFC cancelled another event this year due to coronavirus. Ooh, America's in a, a fucking heap, but they don't seem to care, mm. so maybe not. Yeah, vaults because they'll, they'll postpone. I think quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but I'm gonna go with the the true. Habib retires undefeated. False. False. Uh, Jones's next fight is at heavyweight. False. False. Yeah, that's it. Right. That's it from us, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. We shall be back on Patreon during the week. Patreon.com forward slash Podcast. We can only keep going if you help us 
Um, so we would be very grateful if you would go over there, sign up. Cost the price of a Dublin point a month, so not too bad. You'll get Q&A every Tuesday morning. you get the rewatch. You'd be lucky, lucky, be lucky to get a point in Dublin for that. Would you? Dublin got very bad. Yeah. You'd be lucky to get a fucking point anywhere now with the fucking Rona ruining on, on all of us. There was a lad here in my town tried to open a bar during the week, and he opened for about an hour. The guards came in, he was like, all right, I'll close it down. So. <laughs> Like, just a complete publicity stunt. And he just started serving food and opening anyway. So, look. Sure, look it. Open up the bars. Come on, Leo. Oh, no. Oh, who's in there now? Michal. Come on, Michal. Open it all up. Need more haircuts. But anyway. Right. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Patreon.com forward slash Severe My Podcast. But, uh, congratulations to Liverpool and winning the Premier League. Lifting the Premier League. The the, the Asterix League. At midnight on a, on a Wednesday with no one in the stadium. Fair play to you all. Uh, and uh, all that's left to do is give the inspirational quote of the week. Push yourself to become the greatest version of yourself. We'll see you next Tuesday. Or probably Sunday.